If you find the Lord God of Elijah, you're going to want to serve him with all of your heart. So let me encourage you today on how to find this God. And I think we find it in 2 Kings chapter 2. Let's begin with verse number 1. It says this, And it came to pass, when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from, everyone together, what's the name of that town? Gilgal. Now, there's going to be four locations here that are going to be extremely important. If you are ever going to find the Lord God of Elijah, it's going to take three things. Number one, it's going to take commitment. Number two, it's going to take confidence. And number three, it's going to take consecration. But I want you to see, first of all, the commitment. And we see that by the four locations that Elisha follows Elijah to. Now, Gilgal is a very interesting place. This is the very first location of Israel after they crossed the Jordan River coming into the Promised Land. And they come into the Promised Land, they build a memorial at a place called Gilgal. This is where, for a while, the tabernacle was set up. And this is where they would go after one of their victories. By the, by the way, when they didn't come back to Gilgal after one of their victories, they would lose. They didn't go to Gilgal after Ai. They didn't go to Gilgal uh, with the Gibeonites. And because of that, they had defeats. But whenever they went back to Gilgal and they remembered what happened, what happened at Gilgal? Well, they put up a, a, a memorial to remember what God had done. But there's three other events that occurred at Gilgal that were just absolutely important. And it all has to do with separation. So the first step of commitment is to decide to separate from some things. It's very sad that some of you college students have been here for a couple years and you still have not separated from some things. You need to get to Gilgal and you need to get to it really quick if you're going to ever find the Lord God of Elijah. And Gilgal represents that place of separation. The word literally means to roll back. What was rolled back? Of course, they hadn't been circumcised for 39 years. They wandered through the whole wilderness, and they weren't circumcising their males. So now God says, you ain't going anywhere till you separate, and they get circumcised. They hadn't celebrated the Passover for 39 years. They're going to celebrate the Passover at Gilgal. It'll only be the third time in Israel's history that the Passover was ever celebrated. 39 years they went without the Passover, so they had to get back to obedience and separate back to God. Another thing that's really cool that happened, the manna ceased. You say, well, that's kind of a bad thing. No, that's a good thing. It was good because now they weren't going to be fed by God. They were going to have to learn how to feed themselves. And that was a good thing. They took responsibility now for their own lives. And it wasn't just a handout all the time. They weren't entitled anymore. Now they were responsible for their own lives and for the food. So Gilgal was a very important spot. So the very first place that Elijah takes Elisha is this place called Gilgal. And it has to do with separation. Let's look at And then notice what he says when they're going to leave Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee. Now he's going to say this three times. After every location they go to, he's going to say, tarry here, stay here. You say, well, doesn't sound to me like Elisha is very obedient. No, 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 no. Elijah is testing him. Uh, 
does Elisha really want the God of Elijah? He says, Elisha, you stay here at Gilgal. No, sir. I'm with you, and I'm with you all the way. Hey, you know I'm leaving, you know. I'm going bye-bye. I'm gone. I know. And I'm going to be there when you are. The loyalty, the commitment. He, it's so interesting. Elijah says, stay right there. Look at the next, the next place, Bethel. For the Lord has sent me to Bethel, the house of God. Now, this is where Jacob came to know God. This is probably his salvation experience. The ladder up to heaven happens at the house of God. This is where Jacob came to know God. My friend, I tell you this, if you're going to be committed, you got to come to know your God. You're going to have to have a time with him. You're going to have to set up Bethel every morning with you and the Lord. He goes to Gilgal, a place of separation. He goes to Bethel, a place to know God. And then, and again, there goes Elijah again. Elijah said unto him, hey, Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee. No, 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 no. For the Lord has sent me now to Jericho. Well, Jericho to all the Israelites is a place of victory. This is where they conquered the largest, probably biggest obstacle of the entire promised land. This was a place of victory. And you become committed to the Lord when you begin to experience victories. Some of you, it has been one failure after another. But some of you, you know, I looked at those freshman 15 singing. I really enjoyed them singing. And I think to myself, now that some of them I don't know really that well yet. But there's some of them already that I know, boy, you've had some victories already. You know what? I almost jumped up here when they got done singing and said, hey, freshman 15, come on up. And just give a quick word of testimony. And all of them right now are going, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, he didn't do that. But you know what? It would have been kind of interesting. Some of them already have are experiencing victory. And men, women, you got to get victories. He goes to Jericho to experience that victory. But there's one other location. This is interesting. So then they go from there. They go down to the Jordan River. And Elijah said unto him, hey, you tarry on this side of the Jordan River, okay? That's on the side of the promised land, by the way. Tarry, I pray thee, here. For the Lord has sent me to Jordan. And he said, as the Lord liveth, as, a, as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they too went on. Totally committed. Now, verse 7, I want everyone to look at. This one's for you, present-day college student, okay? So if you're at West Coast right now, get a hold of verse 7. And 50 men from the Bible college and 50 men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view everyone together. What's the next two words? Afar off. And they too stood by Jordan. Michelle, I'm not sure I understand. Here's exactly what happened. Elijah starts going to Jordan. And Elisha's following. And Elijah says, Elisha, go back. Terry, here, don't go with me. You know what's happening. And by the way, Jordan is a picture of death. Every time Jordan's mentioned in the Bible, it is always a picture of death, whatever it is. We're going to find here, it's going to be death to himself. And I'm going to tell you this, you have not committed yourself to anything until you learn how to die to yourself. And we see here where he comes to Jordan with him, but there's 50 
there's 50 Bible college students, sons of the prophets. They're watching afar off. Now, I do believe there's some Elishas in this room. But there are also many Bible college students at West Coast Baptist College. Brother Shelley, this isn't probably the best point here for college days. No, but this is the best point for our college right now. We got a lot of students that are looking afar off. And yeah, you're at Bible college. By the way, you that are here to visit, can I tell you this? Bible college isn't the key to everything, my friend. It's not. Go to Bible college. And if you go to Bible college, that's all you have to do. No, I'll tell you what you have to do is you got to find the Lord God of Elijah. That's what you have to do. And there's 50 guys that are at Bible college. They're at the Sons of the Prophets. Elijah's their president. But they're watching afar off. I looked up something. Just kind of for fun. I was just thinking, so what are we going to do on Christmas Day? So the Lakers are playing the Clippers on Christmas Day at the Staples Center. So I thought, hey, let's just see how much tickets are. In section 329, row 8, the tickets are $250 a piece. In section 101, row 7, $5,500. Brother Scheller, yeah, I'm going to watch it on TV. That's those online students. Yeah, that's your whole problem. You're going to go to college on TV. Well, Brother Scheller, I'll do the 250 in section 329, row 8. Yo, I'll tell you who I'm preaching to today. I'm preaching to section 101, row 7. You get a better view. Yeah, but it costs $5,500 for a ticket. And I want to tell you this. It's going to cost something to find the Lord God of Elijah. It's going to cost you something. If you want the view from section 329, and that's the majority of our student body, we're glad you're here. You want to watch online TV? That's up to you. But I got to tell you who I'm preaching to today. I'm preaching for section 101, row 7. Man, are you willing to pay the price? He was totally committed. He wanted the best view. They're all watching afar. Some of you still have gone to this college for a year, two, three. You're in your senior year, and you're still up in section 329. When are you going to make the commitment to live for God? When are you going to take up the mantle? Number two, how do you find this God? Where is the Lord God of Elijah? I'll tell you how you find them. Number one, by commitment. Number two, by confidence. Look at verses 8 through 11. This is so great. And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters, and they were divided hither. Okay, so here's what happens. Elijah takes, Elijah now, takes his coat off. Elijah takes his coat off. And he comes over to the river, and boy, you got to know, Elisha's eyes are, you know, they're about ready to pop out. And Elijah comes over to that river, and he takes his coat, 
and he slams it on that river and it divides. Well, guess what student was on the front row that day? Elisha's watching. Wow. That's the God I want. It isn't, I don't want to be Elijah. I want the God of Elijah is what I want. Now, so here, look what happens. Verse number nine. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, there's no hesitation. There's no first 10 right there. There is no break in the action. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let thy spirit be upon me. Is that what he said? What did he say? I want two. Okay. This is it, Generation Z. This is all about you, millennials. This is it. You are not a single portion group. You are a double portion group. Go for it, man. Go for it. Don't be satisfied with what Elijah has done. Don't be satisfied. I want a double portion, Elijah. And I love Elijah's answer. Well, you asked a hard thing. Because you asked for something I can't supply. You asked for something that only God can do. And I'm going to ask you to do something today. Just a moment. I'm going to ask you to come to an altar and pray for some city, something, your life, an area that you've never had victory over and ask God for something that only he can do. I've been uh, mentoring a, a man on staff here and um, I won't mention his name, but we've been talking a lot about the Holy Spirit. And he said to me, he said, Dr. Scheller, most of what Christians say is the Holy Spirit, they could make happen themselves. He said, I'm so frustrated with people saying, and God did this, and God did this. And I'm going like, I could have done that. I could have done that. And he said, Dr. Shetler, I want to see something that only God could do. Well, I hope that's in the heart of every one of you that are in here. And I hope that you have a desire to find the Lord God of Elijah, that only what he can do. I'm going to encourage you to pray for something. And, and I don't mean to say this in the wrong way. Oh, if you only knew my heart. Don't pray for something physical. Don't pray for a sickness. Pray for a city. Pray for a ministry. Or pray for an area in your life you have never seen victory. That if it occurs, that is a God thing. That I finally saw victory in that area of my life. That is a God thing that the doors have opened there. That is a God thing that I, you know, I don't even want to give you any hints. You, you just get a hold of God about something that can only be a God thing. I love what he says to him. And he said, thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you stay committed and you have this kind of confidence, Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up in a whirlwind 
into heaven. We see the confidence. Let me encourage you to ask some things. Today, ask for something that only God can do. Ask for something that will meet people's needs. And ask for something that will bring glory to God. Don't tell anybody about it today. Let your life and let God prove it to other people. I don't care if you're in a committed relationship. Don't tell anybody but God today what you pray. But pray something that only God could do. Pray something that will meet the needs of other people and pray something that will bring glory to God. You don't have to turn to it, but in John chapter 14, verse 12, in the upper room, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And I love this phrase. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Now listen to this. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that's for his glory, that's only can be done by him, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. College student, high school student, what is it that there's no way man can do? What is it that is in your life? I have this burden for the need of these people. God, whether it's your family to be saved, whatever it might be, what is it that you want to see for God's glory? Jesus said, greater works that you will do than I have done on this earth. Now you stop and think about that. You could do greater works than what Jesus Christ has done in the name of Christ for the glory of God. That is the Elisha spirit in what he did. He had confidence. This past summer, I was at a camp. I, I best not say the name of the camp after you hear the story, but it is a great camp. But I was at a water hole, a swimming hole, a swimming place, and they had like a, I think it was 15 foot, might have been a 20 foot platform. And uh, I love to go to the, to the swimming with the, with the guys and everything at the camp. You really get to know them. And when, they, when, the, when the speaker comes, uh, especially a, a big, fat, white one like me, they kind of get a kick out of that, you know. And uh, they go, man, it's, that's the preacher, you know. So usually the first thing I do is go up to that, you know, they uh, do something crazy or whatever. So I went up to the platform. And I jumped off, and all the kids, you know, they, they, all the campers were like, yeah, way to go, Pastor Jim. And uh, so we, we swim around. Another guy, so two junior hires go up. Don't know the name of the first boy, but the name of the second boy is Malachi. And so they both climb to the top, and the first boy jumps off. This is probably about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. We're just about to close up. Malachi won't go. He won't go. Well, you know what? After about three, four minutes, you know, I'm the speaker. Hey, everyone, everyone, let's get together. Let's do a countdown thing. You know, 10, 9, 8, 7. So we got everyone. And there's probably 150 guys in that swimming thing. And they all stop. You know, they do the buddy thing and everything. They all stop. And we're all counting it down for Malachi. Go, Malachi. 10, 9, 8, 7. And Malachi's up there. And he's just like this. And he's just like, 3, 2, 1, go, Malachi. And he doesn't do it. Malachi's up there for 45 minutes. Now, here's the problem. They have a policy at that camp. You go up the ladder, you can't go down the ladder because it's too dangerous to go down. 
And so this kid is up there and there's like this little fence, like a, a, a decking around. He is holding on to the decking. And with every minute, this is not getting good. It's getting worse. Well, everyone had to leave, so they all left. But I stayed with the, uh, with the lifeguard. His name was Micah. And I stayed with Micah. And I, we're trying to help this. We pray about it. You know, we do everything we can, you know. I definitely bribe them. I get, oh, hey, I'll do this. I'll buy this for you. We'll, we'll go to the, book, to the general store. You know, whatever, man. Just jump. Okay. <laughs> Malachi's not going nowhere, man. There is no confidence in this kid whatsoever. Well, I got to go. I got to get ready for the evening service. And it's like getting this at five o'clock and whatever. I got to go. And I said, Mike, hey, listen, I pulled him off. I said, I'll be praying for you, whatever. The kid's got to go off. He can't go back down. So I leave. I'm about 100 yards away from the swimming hole. And I hear a big splash. And I went, oh, man. And I come back running. And sure enough, Malachi's coming up out of the water. He's up on the deck. And he's like, he's a completely different kid. He comes up and says, yeah. I said, Malachi, you did it. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I, I'm going to do it tomorrow, too. I said, I don't think they're letting you back here again. <laughs> but anyways, you know, well, whatever. And we go, Malachi. And, and so Malachi gets his towel and he's on his way. And he's just completely different after he jumped. It was like a completely uh, transformed kid. So I'm talking to Mike. <laughs> I said, Hey, Mike, how'd you do it? Dr. Shetler, promise you won't tell? I said, yeah, how'd you do it? I threw him in. <laughs> I said, you what? He said, Dr. Shetler, I didn't know what to do. The camp policy, he can't go back down the ladder. And he wouldn't do it. I just finally just threw him in. <laughs> now, know this. God will never do what Micah did. God will never throw you in. You have got to jump. There's got to be a confidence, and you got to jump. But what amazed me, Malachi was a totally different kid. When he came up, yeah, I could do that again. Yeah, I could do that. I'm going like, whoa, man. You know what? You lack confidence, and you're never going to find the Lord God of Elijah. Last thing is consecration, and we're done. Look at what happens now. And Elisha saw it, and he cried. Now, now, Elijah's gone now. He's, he's up in heaven. Elijah's been taken up. He's been raptured up. Elisha's all by himself now, college student. And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof, speaking to Elijah. And he saw him no more. And this is it. This is the moment, the consecration. And he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan and he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? When he also had smitten the waters they parted hither and thither, and Elisha went over. So let me tell you what happened. Elisha sees what happens. And now the final step of finding this God. By the way, where was God? He was raped by Elisha. But Elisha had to give the commitment. Elisha had to give the confidence. And now Elisha is going to give the consecration. Lord, it's not my life. 
God, it's not my clothes I need. I need the spirit of the living God on. And Lord, I need you. Not my talents, not my abilities, not my way of life. God, I need your power. I need your strength. I need, I don't need Elijah. I need the God of Elijah. College students, guests that are here, we have to have a generation that finds the Lord God of Elijah. And I can't understand why it can't happen here. And you know what? You may, I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what's happening in your life right now. I'll tell you what we need. We need you to find the Lord God of Jehovah. Don't worry about pastor. Don't worry about your parents. You got to find the Lord God of Jehovah. And if you're a college student here, my friend, I want to encourage you. Stop being in section 329 and come on, let's go. Let's get down to section 101, row seven and let's pay the price and say, dear God, I am so ready to serve you and see you do something in our life. And if you're a guest here, I got to tell you, it's not wrong to be an engineer. It's not wrong to, to be whatever physical therapy. It's not wrong. But I will tell you, we need somebody that's going to find the Lord God of Elijah. This world, this generation. And you know what? So you're not the best basketball player and you're not the best this and you're not the best that. Just give us some Greg Friars and Rebecca's today. That's all we need. We just need some common people that would say, God, I want that mantle. God, I want that blessing. I am nothing. I'm a nobody. But God, you're everything. And if that's what you desire, and if that's what you want, and you're ready to go from section 329 or turn off the TV and get to where it's going to be, that it's going to cost $5,500 for a ticket. You want us to do this, go to this Bible college and surrender this and surrender that? If you want to find the Lord God of, of Elijah, it's going to cost. you got to have confidence. And my friend, it's time to consecrate yourself and rip off your old clothes in your old life and say, God, I want to put it on for the Holy Spirit. If that's true, I encourage you to get up from your seat and come on down and say, dear God, that's what I want. That's what I desire in my life. I want that.